Uh, our youngest son is down from Auckland at the moment, and we were walking past our vegetable garden, and he commented on the neat, straight, precise rows. He thought it was hilarious that I should take such trouble to plant my vegetables in straight rows. But it's very typical of Pip and myself. We celebrate order. We like having things sorted. Uh, you should see my jersey drawer. We are Marie Kondo devotees. We keep lists. We rinse our plates before putting them in the dishwasher. We hang up our clothes and put our towels on the towel rail. Our two younger unmarried sons think this is a hilarious behavior. So I'm not sure how we would have reacted to the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. You see, on that first Christmas, God came into human mess. He could have come in other ways, uh, in pomp and power and glory and strength. But it's very revealing that God did not choose any of these ways. Instead, he came right into the messiness of human life. There was a census. There was a long trip. There was nowhere to stay. There was no proper bassinet or nursery. There was a stable with straw and a a manger. It was so unhygienic. And then the Holy Family had to flee because of the jealousy and rage of one of the local rulers. The world that Jesus came into was very messy indeed. And the world continues to be very messy for many people. And a big part of the mess that we've experienced this year, of course, has been the pandemic. Um, It has made such a mess of the world. It has messed with our plans. It has messed with our jobs. It has messed with our holidays. It has messed with international relations. It has uh, certainly messed with our health. And in all kinds of other ways, 2020 has been a very messy year. So this morning, I want to think, want us to think not only about the mess of 2020, but also the way in which God delights to transform our mess, to come right into the mess, as he did 2,000 years ago. So begin thinking about the way God is at work within our chaos and disruption and the suffering of 2020, and begin noticing the ways in which God brings blessing out of these challenges and the ways in which his kingdom is carried forward through the mess. So I want to talk about three things I've been noticing that have been messy, but God has been able to use. And my first observation is that in 2020, the world seems to have become a more unstable place. As I look at the news and and read, we've seen the increasing influence of nationalism in our world in 2020, the rise of dictators. No one saw the pandemic coming. Many countries have not handled it well. And there is unrelieved suffering in many parts of the world. And the environmental emergency continues to worry us as the trajectory of climate change appears to be following worst-case predictions. For many years, we've lived with the unspoken assumption that we could keep on consuming, traveling, keep enjoying what we thought was the good life. But in 2020, many of those assumptions have been shattered. But there's a paradox. The instability of the world appears to be good for the gospel. Many more people have been Googling topics like prayer. We've seen more people put their toe in the water of our church services. I've had the privilege of meeting and talking with more people who have been inquiring about faith in God than ever before. 
So within our unstable, messy world, people are reaching out for meaning and for hope. When the rug of security and predictability is pulled out from under us, we're forced to think about the deeper issues of life. So let's be aware of those who we may not have seen before at church. Can I encourage you to reach out to them and offer friendship and encouragement? Uh, research shows that it takes a long time to get to the point where a person steps over the line of faith and embraces Christianity. But the crucial factor that helps is the warm friendship of those who walk alongside them. What you do can make a big difference. My second observation is that the human community is very important to all of us. We're very social creatures. Ah, The moment lockdown happened, though, I became aware that a sense of isolation, especially for those living by themselves, could wreak havoc among communities. Now, I know that some actually enjoyed lockdown. Uh, because the streets were quiet, there were fewer interruptions and lower levels of stress. Um, however, there were many others who found it very tough indeed. Folk living alone who relied on the casual interactions of neighbours or healthcare workers or visitors suddenly found that their world had become very quiet and they felt alone. But again, this turned out to be an opportunity for the gospel. It was a spur for us to develop our pastoral care in alternative ways. I'll give you some examples. Ringing parishioners is the obvious one, and we did this systematically as well as informally and spontaneously. We also produced a booklet that contained sermons and prayers and other spiritual resources delivered to over 100 people along with the Mooring Post. And we began sending out an email to the parish, which has gradually developed over the months into a weekly email using the Hale digital newsletter platform. Each week it goes to well over a thousand email addresses and Facebook subscribers, and we enjoy a very high open rate. The email consists of parish news, faith stories, advertising, events coming up, and spiritual resources, including sermons, YouTube clips, prayers, and different kinds of articles. We'd been wondering for a number of years about what to do about the gradual decline in the mooring post circulation. When I first arrived in the parish, there were about a thousand households receiving the mooring post. Today it stands at about 750. Well, it turned out that lockdown made us embrace a digital newsletter solution that has offered many more benefits than we could ever have imagined. We also developed the ability to live stream services such as we're doing this morning. A special greetings to those who are watching virtually to this uh, service. And again, this has helped people to worship and stay connected to our Christian community. And the quality of this offering has steadily improved to the extent that now we mix on the fly. Thank you for the person uh, on the desk this morning doing the mixing uh, with three separate cameras. And the feedback I received is extremely positive. This system was used to live stream a wedding for the first time just a couple of weeks ago uh, and will be used for a funeral in about two weeks' time as well uh, so that family members who are unable to attend in person due to travel restrictions can still feel part of the gathering, whatever that may be. 
So the importance of human community has been highlighted this year and we have developed a variety of ways to help people continue feel that they feel connected. Here's my third observation. We've seen that wise, compassionate leadership has made a big difference to the way individual nations have handled the pandemic. In some ways, the pandemic exposed the competence or lack of competence of world leaders. Now, I know in our own case, uh, we have many advantages that other countries don't enjoy. We're an isolated island nation with a culture that prizes teamwork and a history of punching above our weight. But it still took good leadership, thank you Jacinda Ardern, to stamp out the virus. In our own parish, we have lots of really great leaders, from members of vestry who provide good governance to for our buildings, our land, our finance, our health and safety, future planning, and employment. Uh, they oversee all these big and important matters for us. But also our staff who have also offered incredible leadership in 2020. Uh, the bread and butter of ministry that is worship, pastoral care and outreach have been led very well indeed. But our staff have also been innovative with new ideas and approaches. From Zoom worship, seems like a long time ago now, but it was quite good when it was here. Fundraising ideas for the youth that connected the whole parish. Remember the potatoes? That'll go down in history, I think. Retirement village morning teas. Remote working for staff that was set up very effectively by Braden Ramsell. Almost completing a strengthened and renovated St Barnabas Centre. We'll be in there in about a month's time. How exciting. And the pastoral care and communication developments I've already mentioned. So God has been with us in the mess. In summary, I first observe that the world has become a more unstable place, but God works within the human mess of our unstable world. Secondly, the lockdown meant that the usual patterns of community were disrupted. However, God continued to work among us in spite of the disruption in new and innovative ways. And thirdly, we've found that good leadership really matters. And through the mess of the pandemic, our vestry team, our staff team have provided really good leadership for our parish. Thank you to one and all. And indeed, all parish leaders, I know there are lots of others that are doing great work with different groups. So, God in Christ entered our mess in the form of a babe in the straw. Who would have dreamed of that kind of entrance into the world? Now, you might ask, why did God have to become a person? Why is this so important? Why do Christians make so much of this? It sounds so fanciful. Well, the answer is rather simple, and it was put in the following way by a Christian thinker in the second century whose name was Irenaeus. He said, The word of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, who did through his transcendent love become what we are, that he might bring us to be even what he is himself. The Catholic Catechism put the same point slightly differently. It said, and I quote, O marvellous exchange 
Man's creator has become man, born of the virgin. We have been made sharers in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share our humanity. You see, God in Christ took our humanity into himself. He bound himself to our humanity deeply, fully, and permanently. So this is not a cute story of a child born in a stable with sweet-smelling animals standing by quietly. This is the defining story of all history. God entered into our mess, bound himself to our humanity, and in the cross and resurrection lifted us up to be with him. And so we are now deeply, fully, and permanently bound to God in Christ. And that means we've become people who embrace the mess of life. Am I right? We embrace the mess. Um, in spite of the challenges and difficulties, we don't push away and say, oh, this and that has gone wrong, so that means God must have abandoned us. No, God is with us within the mess. No matter what you face, the messiness, life can be very messy at times. The pain the suffering, the relational challenges that happen all the time in families, the problems and obstacles, whatever you face, know that God specializes in messes. He didn't flinch. He did not hold back. He came at Bethlehem, and he can come to your situation today as well. Amen.